Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glickson with my tag team partner, Matt Story. It is game one of the NBA Finals. It's happening right now, so obviously we're going to spend most of this podcast talking about ASU athletics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's correct. And if you got a problem with that, you're in the wrong place. Matt, before we dive into ASU, uh, it's early enough and the Raptors are currently leading this game uh, okay. that I think it's fair to make your projection for the okay. series. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm saying Warriors at home in six. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I really hope Toronto can win and not at all because I'm a Toronto fan. As you know, I was, I was rooting for Milwaukee and Portland in the conference final, so I went – went empty on those um but i just don't want gold state to win but yeah i mean i'd, I'd probably go gold state in five i just don't think toronto can i mean i feel like the last you know few days has been a you know everybody talking themselves into well you know toronto could hang in and i just i just don't think they can i think they're a good team but they're not good enough well can they win a game are you are you calling sweep no i say five i think they win one and tonight might be it. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, you, you got Golden State rusty. You got home court. You got fired up crowd. I mean, it, I, I, you know, Kornheiser said this today on PTI. And, and I, I, you know, I don't want to go this way. But, he, I mean, basically said if they don't win tonight, he thinks the series is over. I, you know, that stuff is always so, I mean, it's Paul Pierce-esque, as we've discussed. I don't want to do that. But I feel like this, this is a game they got to get. Like if they don't get tonight, when do they get a game, much less four? Yeah. Um, there's no Durant for game one, potentially right. no Durant game two. Right, um, right. You know, you got you got the fired-up home crowd. You got a team coming off, you know, 10 days of rest, reincorporating DeMarcus Cousins some. I mean, everything is there to at least steal tonight's game. I mean, I say steal. They're, you know, they're the they're, home court. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, it, it, it feels like that's a steal. Um, it just, you know, it just feels like you've got to get this one. Um, if Gold State wins tonight, you know, it just becomes like, well, when when can you beat them? Um, and maybe I'm wrong. I mean, they they had game one, one against Milwaukee, and they let it go, and everyone said, you know, boy, they let one slip, and they get blown out in game two, and, oh, series is over. Well, then they went four in a row. So maybe I'm underselling them, but I just feel like tonight's a must. Let's stay on basketball. ASU, which was uh, light in the front court, shall we say? Yeah. Uh, picks up a recruit from Khalid Thomas, a, uh, a top-rated JUCO player from, I believe, southern Idaho. Yeah. I, I know nothing about him other than the things I said. Those are all of the size. facts I know yeah. about him. Yeah, I mean, he's got some size, and he's the second JUCO recruit. Isn't the the other kid Andre Allen? Isn't he a JUCO kid too? Yep. yep. Um, so we've you know we've added a couple of bigs that are you know junior college recruits. I mean, you know basketball JUCO and football JUCO is so different. Um, but we've had we've had some success lately with JUCO kids in basketball. Uh, Daquan Lake obviously was a, was a solid player. Not I mean, look, most of the time you get a JUCO kid in basketball, you're not getting an all conference type of player. You're getting a role player, and you got to hope that's what these two guys are, that they can they can fill a role. Um, you know, Look, if, if he can others. come in and play 
the Daquan Lake role, that's what yeah. we need. We need someone exactly. so that Romello White's not playing 40 minutes a game. Right, right. And when he gets in foul trouble, which he will, I mean, it's inevitable. That's, that's basketball. Um, that you got somebody who can step in and, and play and not, you know, have a huge drop off. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a couple of bodies. Um, I wish we could get a, a grad transfer, uh, but it appears we're going to, uh, so far we're struck out on that. I mean, I know we were in on, uh, Rick Smith's kid, but he ended up going to Butler. Um, uh, you know, so, uh, I mean, this is apparently the route we're going to go or the route we have to go. Um, you just hope it works out. I mean, yeah, it's like you said, I don't know anything about him either. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert. And, and, you know, most of the people who pretend to be experts are doing just that, pretending um, how he's going to translate into college. Who knows? We'll, we'll find that out starting in November. The people who watch this uh, had him as the number two overall Juco player to come back into uh you know, the major college Back ranks, college. But, yeah. but I'm, as yeah. you said, I'm not, you know, the, it, much like with Andre Allen, there are questions is the reason why he sure. was in Juco because he was a late bloomer. Is it because right. he had academic issues? Is it because of other off the court stuff? What, you know, right, right. You just, you just don't see it as much in basketball. Um, where a guy goes from junior college to being a, you know, a really big time player. Now, I, you know, one, I guess I, I think he was a junior college kid was Tarek Felix here. Yep. Um, he was a JUCO, and and he was a you know pretty darn good player. He was an all conference player. He got drafted, played in the NBA for a short stint, but that's rare. More often than not, the JUCOs are more like Jaquan Lake, you know, nice role player, and that's about it. And, and if those guys can fill that, then okay, you know, we're going to be a different team again next year, probably more similar to what we were two years ago, of a little bit more guard oriented, probably a little bit more dependent on shooting. Um, and, and needing, you know, needing our returning uh, guys. I mean, to me, two names that really, really matter next year, Kamani Lawrence and Tayshaun Cherry. Uh, like, that that may swing the season is those two guys. Well, and uh, I don't know if you saw the, the video that was posted of Cherry. Tayshaun Cherry. He I looks did. jacked. Looked different. <laughs> yes, he did. Looked, looked in better shape. Um, and, and that's good. Cause, he's yes. a physical player, and he's if he's going to be banging around – you know, he was a little bit Cody Justice-like in that yes. he's got the height, but he was a little too wiry to do what we were right. asking. Well, and, and, and at times he looked, and this is probably, a, you know, due to he had a knee injury, that you know, but at times he looked uh, flabby. You know, he just, I mean, he wasn't fat by any means. I know fat. He wasn't fat. But he just looked, uh, he didn't look, you know, physically in good shape. And, and yeah, the, the video certainly looks like a guy who's, you know, remade his body a little bit in the last few months and i think those two guys are, are going to hold a big key to this season um, if they can each continue to take a step from where they were last year then it could be another pretty good year i think we can we can be looking at you know a, a third straight year of hopefully being in the tournament but if not we're gonna we're gonna have some tough spots i think uh circling back real quick carrick felix went to college of southern idaho did he really? Okay, so, well, there you go. So, good good pipeline. I did not know that, or remember that, at least. Um, so, anyway, ASU basketball, not the only uh, program making noise. Uh, obviously, the baseball team has made the postseason. The, yeah, the drought is over. Three years. Hooray! 
yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 progress as we discussed in in text form on Monday. It's, it's progress. Uh, there needs to be continued progress. Just just making a regional, and you know, uh, maybe they'll maybe they'll do something. But you know, you're not hosting. You know, so in all honesty, you're probably not going very far. Uh, it's progress, but you know, this isn't good enough. Um, you need to start getting into the point where you're, you know, hosting and, and, you know, hosting supers and getting back to Omaha. I mean, that's the goal. And if they don't make it this year, it's going to be nine years since they last made it. ASU is, uh, in the Baton Rouge bracket, yeah. number 13 yeah. LSU hosting Stony Brook is the four Southern Miss is the three. Yeah. Uh, ASU oh. will get Southern Miss. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, Friday at yep. noon. Yeah, yeah. Noon Central. I suppose. New, yeah, early game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, not a not a horrible draw. Um, you know, I mean, you, you could have very easily ended up against a national seed. I, you know, I mean, going going and playing the number thirteen team, I suppose, is better than going to you know number four Georgia or uh, you know number two Vandy or somebody like that. You'd think, um, but you know, LSU is a very very tough place to win at they they're uh, you know they're baseball mad down there they love their college football and their college baseball um and and i don't expect them to get out of that regional but i suppose you know there are worse draws they could have landed well look asu has played the national number one seed ucla tough they have they have yeah yeah i mean it you know it's it's uh it's going to come down to their pitching in all likelihood i mean you don't you don't often win postseason games uh, 11 to 9 um, you gotta you gotta have good pitching and they don't have great pitching to be 100 percent honest they've had some moments but their their rotation isn't very deep their bullpen isn't great um, they did finish the year fairly strong I mean, they lost two or three to stanford but they, they pitched well against stanford um and if they get that kind of pitching who knows you know maybe they can pull an upset and get out of there but it's an uphill battle. I mean, when you're going on the road, it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And that's the result of, you know, the last eight weeks of the year, they only won one series. So 25-1 and one turned into, you know, 37-17. and 17. And uh, the other sport making waves is ASU football adding uh, Marvin Lewis, which yeah, went yeah. from being a joke that you said... <laughs> To being a reality that we're all living, yeah, uh, he is a special assistant, and therefore not able as an analyst to directly work with the players. But he can scout, he can attend functions, uh, and he can be another person to create that ASU to the NFL pipeline for both players and coaches. Uh, um, Fred Gamage, I saw, has just. Right. Uh, Taking a job with the 49ers. 49ers, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a, I mean, it, you know, it's a it's an interesting move. I I, uh, I think it's one of those that you know, like people react to it, and uh, and you're left in, in either saying like you know, oh, this is a bad move, he's uh, you know, or oh, it's a great move. Uh, to me, the the program is not going to rise or fall based on Marvin Lewis. Um, he's not even a position coach. He's not a coordinator. He's you know. It's, it can't hurt, I don't believe. But if, you know, let's say this. If we uh, win a Pac-12 title in the next two to three years, I don't believe that any any of us, me, you, anyone, is going to be saying, well, you know, is that Marvin Lewis hired to put him over the top. 
but I, I suppose it, you know, it can't hurt to have another set of eyes and a guy with that kind of experience. Why not? And, you know, I'm not here to opine because I don't know, but everything I have heard is that he is another high character guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, setting aside the, some of the players who the Bengals had. And some had. Of the well, yeah, they, they became came. a, they became a, you know, rest home for, uh, terrible, you know, uh, I won't say terrible, although a few bad terrible attitudes. characters, <laughs> you know, In- including Vontaze Perfect, who is fulfilling yes, his destiny yes. as an Oakland Raider. Right. You know, problem attitudes, problems, uh, off the field. I mean, going back to the, you know, when that team was kind of building something, seemed like they were building something really good when he was first there and they had Carson Palmer, Chad Johnson, you know, Hushmanzada, they, they, the, you know, the home of all the recluses and it, and it kind of submarined them before they could really get rolling. Um, and it stayed that way. It seemed like, you know, throughout the years there, they became the new Raiders. Like, you know, if somebody had a question mark, they'd end up with the Bengals. And, but, you know, in some ways he kind of had that, uh, you know, I'm the, I'm going to, you know, save these guys from themselves sort of thing. So, you know, has a reputation, like you said, of being a, you know, a, a high character guy, Certainly has a lot of experience. Won a Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator. You know, got got the Bengals to the playoffs. What you know, six, seven times. That's not bad. I mean, I know they never won a game. And that's you know a, a black mark on his career. But getting there isn't bad. Well, and, and if Timo von Olhoffen hadn't fallen yeah, on Justin Palmer, who knows? You know. Who knows? I mean, yeah, you never know. I mean, that's a that's a t- and, you know. Then go back just a few years if if the team doesn't melt down. Uh, you know, on that last drive against the Steelers, they had that game won. And, you know, Jeremy Hill fumbles, and then the defense gets two penalties, and the and the Steelers end up winning that game when McCarron started. They, you know, they could have and should have won that game. Um, so a couple of huge what-ifs with them, obviously. Um, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, he's not here to coach. He's not here to, to be the head coach. So it's, you know, debating his NFL career, I feel like, like well, I mean, he's not doing the same thing. He comes with a lot of experience, and that's good for the, for the job that he's supposed to have. Mm-hmm. Um, ASU got the kickoffs uh, start time announced for the home opener, the second home game against two teams who we better just paced. Uh, yeah, hopefully. As well as week three at Michigan State and uh, the Cal game all got their yeah. times listed. So Friday let's night. let's walk yeah. through. Uh, Kent State, Thursday, August 29th, 7 p.m. kick on Pac-12 Network, which means, Matt, if you attend, one of us will be able to see it. I was going to say, which means no TV, uh, because, yeah, yeah, the majority of the country won't be able to see it. Uh, I do plan to go for, for part of it. A uh, second game, I'm not so sure. Um, but, uh, you know, Kent State's somebody different. It's, a, it's an FBS team. Uh, their quarterback's in Auburn transfer, so, you know. Got some name recognition for me, but uh, yeah, you know it, it's it's an opener, and then the second game is Sacramento State, which is uh, feels feels like an opener. Also, we we uh, our home non conference schedule this year not too exciting, I guess. Yeah, and you're you're looking at sort of an interesting building in the extra day. Yeah. Um, you know, with Kent State on a Thursday, Sac State on a Friday before you travel to Michigan State on a traditional Saturday kickoff. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. First Saturday game will be week three, and then and then week five we play on Friday. And Yeah, I mean, a, 
an odd start to the season in some ways with days of the week, uh, three of the first five on weekdays. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, and, and we'll, I'm sure, discuss this many, many times prior to August 29th. But, you know, got to open the year with a couple of wins. Should look good in doing so. When you're breaking in a new quarterback, I suppose, having a, a soft start to the year, not the worst thing in the world. Uh, and then it, you know, then it will get much more serious by week three. Yeah. That Michigan State game already looming large uh, as the yeah. first real test and road test for whoever the quarterback is, whether it's yeah. Jaden Daniels or DSC, a combination right. of the two. And co- color me Taylor Kelly level surprised if someone else wins that job. Yeah, yeah, it would be a surprise. I, I, I agree with you on that. But who knows? You know, we'll see what the what the fall brings and um, see if there's some unexpected happenings. But, yeah, you know, it, it's a it's a decent start. Um, you know, you figure Thursday, Friday, you're going you're gonna to get night games. Uh, I guess, you know, from the standpoint of attendance, better to get 7 than, you know, 7.30, 8. Uh, you know, I mean, we've had, we've had openers that have started at like 7.45, so, you know, the, the earlier, the better in a way. Uh, it's going to be hot regardless whether you started at, you know, 7 or midnight. So might as well make it at least a little bit easier for fans to attend. Yeah. Not that the crowd's going to be great for either of those games anyway. I mean, we know that. Uh, the, the attendance on, on this season will swing later in the year with a November. You know, the November slate is very attractive for attendance. And, if you know, if we're having a good year, that makes it even more attractive. So, uh, you know. Oregon, USC, Arizona. I think I think I had the wrong order. USC, Oregon, Arizona. Three of the last four weeks. Um, that's those are going to be the in demand games, probably as far as attendance goes. I really have to commend the Pac-12 for uh, quietly, you know, backdooring in a local blackout by just having a network no one can see. <laughs> um, yeah, I know it. I know it. Yeah, yeah. It probably, unfortunately, will not matter. Uh, I mean. You know, I'm sure, you know, opening game attendance will probably be somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, 40, 45,000. Second game will probably be less because not only is that still a weeknight and a lesser opponent, but it's it's a Friday night, which means high school football you're competing with. And that is quite honestly the reason that I may not be at the second game is uh, Centennial is playing modern day from California down here the same night. And I may go to that instead. That would be exciting. Because there's, there's probably more uh, future talent playing for modern day than there is for Sacramento State, in all honesty. Yeah, that's, uh, well, what can I say? That's probably not wrong. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I mean, you know, that's, that's a tough night. I, again, I, I mean, I know it's TV driven, but, um, you know, early in the season, high school football, you're, you're going to siphon some of your possible attendance with people who are going to high school games instead. Yeah, it's not great. Um, it, it really isn't. I mean, I you know, I don't I don't love college football on Friday nights. I kind of feel like that that's high school night, and I, again, I get it. I realize I'm kind of whistling in the dark here, but um, you know, you're what you're trying to do, especially in a you know a place like this, is a, you know get more people that are sort of on the fence, and a lot of those people are people who you know may have kids playing high school football the kids that are actually playing the games. I mean, those are the people you want in the stands and you're not giving them the option when you have the game the same night. Yeah. 
It's um, it's a combination of a bad opponent and a yeah. bad, you know, a, a really bad time. Yeah, Friday um, night. Uh, I mean, it, you know, it's just it's tough. That's that's not a game that's gonna look very good attendance wise, I'm sure. But hopefully after that, you know, yeah, I think Colorado is week four here. And then you got Washington State in October, and then again that that last stretch is um, where you should you know make hay when it comes to attendance. Uh, you know, especially if you're having a good season. Hopefully they will be. We'll see. I mean, there's a chance those last three games could be sellouts given the given the opponent. Yeah. Uh, for modern day, to the extent it impacts you, their quarterback coach is Taylor Kelly. So that's right. That's right. Yes. Yes. And and their their starting quarterback, I know, is committed to USC. Although who knows what what USC, but but uh, you know he's he's supposed to go there. They, I mean they, you know they've been the quote unquote national champion of high school football the last two years. So they they got plenty of talent, and I you know I do think I'm probably gonna even though it's a long drive. I can see more likely I'm gonna head out there to see that game than Sacramento State. As much as I love ASU. Well, Matt, that brings us to another interesting ASU related topic what would their record have to be now and we'll get into our long-term previews and things but what would their record have to be now for you to say i don't care 2020 who the opponent is i'm going to the home game or is it really just a quality of opponent matter uh, well it's it's uh for me, I guess it's it's. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm different than the average fan. I'll admit, one, I have access to the games, which is a I'm I'm lucky. You know, I don't have to buy a ticket, so that's nice. But I'm also a football junkie, and and so seeing modern day and seeing some of these guys that I may see in the NFL five, six, seven years from now that play high school football is appealing to me. I like that. Other people wouldn't care about that. Um, so, so in the sense of like, what what would their record have to be in 2019 for me to say I'm going to be at every single game come hell or high water in 2020? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Uh, ten and two, probably something like that. With with the feeling that 2020 could be a you know a special year. championship, national title contention type of season. Well, yeah, and, and because what I'm getting at is what re- what really matters is the early games. Because look, the Pac-12 right. games are the Pac-12 games, and you'll go. you'll go. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a question I of mean, you know, assuming they win against Kent State. Well, right. Sacramento State's not a draw, and we don't know what this no. team's going to be. Exactly. Uh, you know, yeah. so you're like, I mean, eh. It, it, but if we're, we're if not we're, have any time to build up momentum, I mean, they they could beat Kent State seventy to three. And you're still going to think, well, great, they beat Kent State, they play at Sacramento State, you know, wake me when the season gets real, basically, which is week three. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, you know, it's, it's. Uh, I mean, again, I'm not a fair test because, I mean, if it was not for that modern day game, I would go see Sacramento State. I may not stay that long, but I'd go because it's, it's you know, it's 10 minutes away from where I live. Um, why not? Uh, but for the for the average fan, I think I think ten and two is probably the number that would make twenty twenty feel like okay, we we got to be there. And even then, it, there'll be a you know, people are slow to buy in here. They they just are. I mean, it's we've seen it in basketball, we've seen it with the other sports teams in this market. You know, it takes 
excellence to to really get people to buy in in droves. This just being above average like Herb Sendex teams were early on. You know, we still weren't drawing that well. We had James Harden, we had Jeff Pendergraft, we were in the top twenty-five, and, and we didn't sell out very many games that year at all. Mm-hmm. Maybe just one. As I look back, might have just the Arizona game. Which you, that you know to to pivot to basketball that has changed, I think, because Hurley is more interesting and, yeah. and more yeah. exciting. The style of play helps in that regard to pull people in because this is this is a uh, it's not a diehard sports fan market they like to be entertained as much as they like to see good teams and and Hurley's teams are certainly more entertaining to watch than Sendex teams you know at the matchup zone and the you know pound the ball into the ground for about 28 seconds and then try to get a good shot slow it down I mean it, it worked but it, it wasn't artistic yeah yeah, it, it was designed to account for our shortcomings. Yeah, and it worked. I mean, you know. It was good it coaching. It very was very solid job here in the first four years he was here. You'll never hear me criticize Herb for, for what he did at the beginning, criticize him for what he did in the second half of his time here, and deservedly so. But he did a very nice job here for four years. Unfortunately, he didn't build on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, it just it wasn't, it wasn't sexy. As far as uh, you know, being able to pull people in here, and that you know, that's something that you know, Herm Edwards, and he's not playing, but but he he does attract some interest. There are, there are people who will go to ASU football this year simply because, well, I like that Herm Edwards guy. He seems seems nice, seems friendly, seems charismatic. Um, you know, and well, and that story Haller wrote about is, him at Disneyland and yes. how he budgets in an extra half hour for his. Uh, yeah, yeah. Know. I mean, I was I was going to say, by all accounts, he is. I mean, my my own experience with him isn't much, but well, you know, my dad and I went to the last basketball game of the year here against Cal, and my dad wanted to try to get a picture with him, and we, you know, we walked down. He was sitting, you know, first row. We get down there at halftime. He's talking to somebody. I mean, he stands up, talks to my dad. My dad talks to him about when we saw him coach the Jets. You know, it was it was 30-second interaction, but, you know, it made an impact. Well, we met uh, the Kansas you met game. You were here for Kansas. Yeah. yeah. He just went yeah. up to the to the yeah. walkway and just, yeah. you know, Basically held court just, you know, for the whole time. Room. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like, you know, get your get your 15 seconds with Herm and then move on so everyone else can. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he is – seemingly legitimately a friendly guy i mean you know it's not a public image um where behind the scenes he's not seems like he's that's who he is and that helps it really does i mean it's gonna you know again it's a fickle market and anything you can do to have people get fired up about you know the sport here is good but yeah i mean it's gonna take team success perm is perm helps but seven and five is was nice for year one Another seven and five year this year, and it'll be you know uh, another also ran wake me when this program gets legit. That's how this market feels. Yeah. Uh, as we are projecting the future, which is something that we are want to do, um, you came across a ESPN posed question. Yeah, a video from I believe it was Golick and Wingo. So LeBron James' son Bronny and Dwayne Wade's son Zaire 
are both going to be attending Sierra Canyon High School uh, starting this fall. Yes. Which has been breaking news on ESPN's bottom line and ESPN.com all day. Um, yep. And the question was posed, will that combination win more NBA titles <laughs> than LeBron James, he of three titles, and right. Dwayne Wade, he of three also titles? of three titles, <laughs> yeah. Um, and my answer to you was no. Your answer was much more nuanced. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and here's the thing. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. But I just found it. I, I don't know. I, I You no, you oppose the entire premise. I just I answered the, the question. And yes. <laughs> yes. I oppose the premise of even asking it. LeBron James Jr. is going to be a freshman in high school. He has not played a single minute of high school basketball. Now, granted, you know, yes, basketball prospects come on the scene at young ages now, and he's on an elite-level AAU team, and everybody thinks he's going to be great. And maybe he will. And Wade's kid, I think, is two years older, and he has been great in high school so far, and they've, you know, they've been around, and, and maybe they will be great. But they're in high school. Like, let's let them make the NBA first and see if they actually do. And, and, and then before we start talking, can they win championships? I mean, it just... It just boggled my mind that this is what we're talking about. I mean, like, the kid's a freshman in high school. And it's, you know, well, can he win more titles than his dad? Good Lord. He's got, I mean, the soonest he'd have a chance to do that is eight years from now. That's the very soonest. He plays four years of high school, he goes straight to the NBA, and he wins a title all four years of his first four years. Eight years from now, we're talking about something. And realistically, we're, we're talking 15, 20 years from now before he'd have a chance to win that many titles. He may not even play in the NBA, for all we know. He might not finish high school, because, you know, guys get hurt. Right, uh, you right. Know? I mean, or or guys exposed. stop growing. Not very good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, yes, it, you know, by all accounts, he's on a track to be a star. He's going to be a big prospect. And, and, you know, I'm not saying he will or won't. Maybe they will get in the league and they'll win five titles each. But good lord, we're just we're just rushing. I mean, like, just relax. Let's let's let them finish their high school careers and um, see when they get to the NBA and see how good they are. I mean, maybe they make the NBA, but maybe they're bench warmers. You know, maybe maybe they're a ninth man off the bench type of player. That's still pretty good. Now, here's the thing: D- does the ESPN's teaser question contemplate? The idea that one of these kids becomes Robert Ori right. or or James Jones. James Jones. <laughs> That's the name I was thinking. A guy who just simply, you know, happens to be right place, right time. And, you know, has three championships from being with the Heat and the Cavs and, you know, went to seven straight finals or something. I think he wasn't there last year, but was with every other LeBron team that went. Uh, like, yeah, exactly. I mean, who knows? I, I just I just found it. I found it crazy to even present that. Um, now, will I tell you, is there a little tiny bit of hypocrisy in the fact that when I saw they were going to Sierra Canyon, and I know that Sierra Canyon has played a tournament in Arizona in the past, that I thought, if they come here this year, I'm going to see them. No. I, I guess maybe there's a little bit. No, but, it's not, because but, you're watching them play high school. Right. You're right. not, you know, projecting I'm not that. I'm predicting that they're going to be number one picks or, or Hall of Famers, like, 
would I go see him? Yeah, I would. And if I find out that Sierra Canyon is coming to play some holiday tournament here, as they've done, I think as recently as last year, I would go. It'd be a circus. And everywhere they go is going to be a circus. Um, and I would go to watch. Because, again, just like talk about going to see Modern Day, I, I love that stuff. I love, you know, the fact that, um, you know, and he's not a superstar by any means, but, you know, I saw Brett Hundley start a game in high school. I saw him start a game in college. And I've seen him play in the NFL. That's cool. I like I like that. I, you know, and so the more I could say that, it's, it's fun. Um, yeah, I mean, so we I saw it with Jared show, Bayless. Now, granted, did, for for college, he was in street clothes, but we saw right. him. But, yeah, we saw him. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's uh, it's cool. I mean, uh, do I intend to, at some point in the next probably two to three years, um, get to see a game at Newman High School and see, you know, Cooper Manning's kid play quarterback if he's playing there? Yes, I do. Uh, you know, I, I like that stuff. But I'm not I'm not saying, well, you know, uh, young young Archie Manning is going to have, uh, you know, more Super Bowls than Peyton and Eli. Good Lord. Let's let him, you know, maybe start a game in high school and then college. Then, you know, maybe in six, seven years, we could talk about what he might be in the NFL. Yeah. So... My answer is no, and yours is TBD, I think. Mine was, I believe, as I worded it to you today, fire whoever come up with that topic. <laughs> but unfortunately, they won't. No, because uh, we're you know. talking about it. It's the same reason why the Pac-12 will not never fire Larry Scott. He covers up all of the other things that are wrong because we just yeah. all focus on yeah. him. He is yeah, like Roger yeah. Goodell. We all hate him, yeah. and that makes him Teflon. He's a great target. Yeah, yeah. I mean... And and you're, it's funny that you say that because I almost even said, you know, we shouldn't even talk about it because that's, you know, that's in some ways giving ESPN what they want. Now, not that they really care what we talk about. I'm but, certain you know, they don't. The fact that the fact that anybody's even reacting to it, but I, I try to. My reaction to it is not to get fired up about, you know, oh, that's ridiculous. That, you know, he'll never win that many champions. My reaction to it is just like it's ridiculous for even being posed the question like i don't i don't know i mean maybe they will maybe they're going to be great maybe they're going to win you know eight titles each they're going to team up and they're going to be the new dynasty or maybe neither one will ever play in the nba both are still very much within the realm of possibility and you know why because they're in high school is it weird that i'm kind of hoping that they both like they win a combined seven titles but it's because like (laughs) Jerry Stackhouse's kid is the best player on their team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, being being the son of a great athlete. I mean, how many how many sons of really good athletes have gone on to be great athletes themselves? I guess Peyton and Eli Manning, Ken Griffey Jr., Cal Ripken um, Jr., Cal Ripken Jr. You could you could say the Boons, the Boone family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, although, although steroid assisted. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, and and in every one of those examples, the father wasn't iconic. I mean, like, the, the father was really good. I mean, Ken Griffey Sr. was a really good player. Archie Manning was a really good player. But they weren't, you know, Archie Manning wasn't an NFL MVP. He wasn't a Hall of Famer. Ken Griffey Sr. wasn't a Hall of Famer. I mean, like, and that's a high standard, I realize. But has there been an example of a... Of a Father, son, that are both Hall of Fame level talents. Is it the Matthews family? Bruce Clay, 
maybe. Although Bruce, their nephew like, uncle, Bruce is a Hall of Famer, right? right. Clay Senior was not he was right. a good player. Um, you know, I, I guess I guess to an extent the Longs, Howie Long and Chris and Kyle. I mean, I don't think Chris and Kyle are Hall of Famers, but really good players. Howie mm-hmm. is a Hall of Famer, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's some examples, but there's a ton that aren't. Uh, you know, I mean, it just it's really hard. It's hard to be the the son of a great athlete and match Ooh. up to that. Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose I mean, that's a good one. Floyd Senior was a good fighter. Floyd Senior was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there are there are some examples. Certainly, it's not like it's never happened. Oh, I know. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm now trying to come up with. You know. Do I have? <laughs> yeah, I think it's harder than I think it's a lot easier to come up with guys whose you know sons, you We're know, not as good. Play, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, in my rant of text today, I mentioned you know Michael Jordan's kid. He played, I believe, at UCF or something. I mean, you know, I think he might have played with multiple colleges. Never made it pro. You know, he had. I mean, he played college basketball. There's no shame in that. But it's it's hard. I mean, it's it, and and it's going to be hard for LeBron James Jr. and and Zaire. That is really going to be hard. And this is why, because the pressure on them is going to be so immense that if, if they are good, I mean, the pressure on LeBron James Sr. was immense coming out of high school. Oh, all you got to do is be one of the greatest players ever. Oh, okay. And yeah. by the way, when you are, it's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough, right? Right, because you won three titles to what? I haven't won seventeen. Um, you know, and, and, you know, it's this and that and the other thing. Um, and so the pressure on these kids is going to be so immense. And, and again, this is an example of why they're, you know, LeBron James Jr. hasn't even played a minute of high school basketball and it's, uh, well, can he win not just one NBA championship, but four basically to outdo his dad who may not be done at three. I mean, so, so potentially this question means five or six or seven, depending on what happens with the rest of LeBron's career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's hard. I mean, it's just hard to do. Uh, that's why I'm saying no, because I feel like while, uh, I mean, while the question the is dumb, no. it's, yes. you know, yeah. right now uh, you're spotting me six. Certainly the safe bet is no, uh, you know, because, yeah, first off, they have to make the NBA, which is not easy. Uh, they're both expected to, given what they are right now, but who knows? I mean, there, there have been. Well, there are a lot of guys been, who were. Yes, you know, Eric Boateng was a McDonald's All American. Exactly right. Keala King and Sam Cunliffe, who we were just talking about last week, were, you know, supposed to be All American high schoolers. Oh, they were going to play in the NBA. Sure. It didn't happen for Keala King and almost certainly will not happen for Sam Cunliffe. So, yeah, it's, it's a hard road just to get to the NBA, much less be a, a star player and win NBA championships. I, you know, I mean, Patrick Ewing and Charles Barkley and Carl Malone are, you know, three of the greatest players, probably three of the, you know, top 30 players of all time. They didn't win any championships. So it's it's a little bit hard to put that onus on a kid at 15. Yeah. And to basically assess his career as a failure if he doesn't. Right, if he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just, it's, it's, uh, it's hard living in dad's shadow. And especially when, you know, sports, I mean, any, any situation that's hard, but in sports where the, you know, the, the national media and fans and it's like, you know, well, you're good, but how come you're not as good as your dad? Uh, I mean, that's, that's a difficult existence that these kids have. And, you know, I mean, look, 
I'm not crying tears for LeBron Jr. He's got a lot of money. He's got a lot of advantages by being LeBron's kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's going to be a hard road for him making it through because unlike some people who kind of, you know, they get that initial benefit of the doubt, we kind of marvel at how great they are. Uh, I'm thinking of, of Giannis, guy in your mm-hmm. backyard, who is transitioning just now from being, oh, wow, this guy's really good to how come he's not better? But it took him, you know, six, seven years and, and, you know, probably winning an MVP before we started to turn on him and like, yeah, this guy isn't as good as we thought. It's like, wow, he just won the MVP, but he really can't shoot. But yeah, yeah, how come he's not better? And is he going to get better? And is he overrated? I mean, this is what we do. We do it sports. Uh, The next target up, my prediction will be Patrick Mahomes. Everybody loves Patrick Mahomes right now. By October, there'll be a faction of people. Yeah, I think this guy's overrated. Are the Chiefs better off with a different quarterback? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Should they really pay him all that money, or should they draft somebody? Uh, you know, well, it's so hard happen. to build a. It's so hard to build a contender when you're paying your yeah. quarterback. I, yeah, <laughs> it'll happen. I mean, if it doesn't happen this year, it'll happen soon. Um, but, but you know, for LeBron Junior, he's not going to get that honeymoon period. Like it, it's going to be now that he better be great. Well, it's going to everything's going to be. Uh, yeah, I mean, everything's going to be. Well, this is where your dad was at this right. stage. He was right. a, having games on ESPN in high school. Okay, you are right. too. That's good. He yep. was on the cover of yep. SI. Okay, right. you probably will be too. Yeah. Uh, he National was player of the year. How yeah. come you're not? He, you know, are you he not was uh, he was ineligible for college because of all the endorsements he signed. Right. Did you right. sign endorsements? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like I said. I don't mean to, you know. He's starting to save LeBron Jr. You know, I mean, he's, he's got a nice life. Um, but it's going to come with a lot of pressure. And I don't, I mean, is he up to it? I don't know. And the same for the other kid. I mean, the other kid is 11, and he's already, you know, thought to be a big-time basketball prospect, which is insane. We're talking about an 11-year-old as a big-time basketball prospect. But that's hard, man. It's hard being in the shadow of, uh, you know, oh, your dad was one of the top five players ever. So, you're going to be too, right? Like that's a really high standard to get to. I think that we should go straight Lane Kiffin and offer his 11 year old son. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> first of yeah, all, first yeah. of all, by that time, they're going to have done away with the one and done rule. Yeah, probably by the time LeBron Junior's up. I think Four that's. Years, I think like, that's what they're angling for. Honestly, I think so too. Yeah, yeah, and then LeBron could be a free agent and play one year with his kid. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't wouldn't rule it out. I think that might be his long-term plan is his last year to sign with wherever his kid gets drafted and play alongside him. Yeah. So Which would be kind of cool. So a lot of tickets. It would. I'd go. I mean, you know, I, I, I would absolutely go see that. And like I said, I'll go see him if they're around here this year. It'd be fun. I mean, I, you know, put them in a, you know, in a holiday tournament somewhere, and I would absolutely go see a play. Yeah. Look, there's a reason that ESPN raised this point, and it's because people (laughs) care. There is. I mean, admittedly, last night when I saw the story about, you know, they're going to play in high school together, I clicked on it, I read it, and the first thing I thought was, oh, that's in California. Maybe they'll come to Arizona and play somebody. But, you know, uh, I did. So, yeah, I mean, I can't be too critical. I think the, the premise of that particular question was lunacy. But, you know, is it news? Well, yeah, because like you said, people care. Mm-hmm. And and I care. So I can't be like, oh, this is ridiculous. 
I mean, I was watching LeBron when he was in high school. I, I remember watching those games. And I remember, you know, my dad being, you know, get off my lawn guy. And, you know, oh, this kid shouldn't be on TV in high school. I'm like, well, we're watching it, though. So, you know, it, it's it's so putting, shame on us. It's putting eyeballs on the TV, which is what ESPN ultimately wants to do. Yeah. Well, the finals are going to roll on. Baseball is going to roll on. But, uh, you know, fall camp's right around the corner. That's right. That's right. couple – couple months from right now, most training camps will be underway in the NFL, and college football will be very close to getting started for preseason, and three months from yesterday is our opener, as we just discussed, so it's it's not far away. Between here and there, we'll keep you up to date on all of the nonsense that we think is important. Uh, until next time, he's Matt, I'm Ben, it's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.